There's some things you can do without in a marriage and still have a pretty good marriage. But commitment is not one of those things. It is foundational. If you don't have it, your marriage is toast. But the good news is, even if you don't have it right now, you can choose to be committed today and start building this essential piece into your marriage. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey, everybody, this is episode number 82, and we're going to be talking about commitment versus abandonment. Just for context, this is the first of a five-part series that we're investing a lot of time into called The Heart of Marriage. And my goal for this series is to really identify the core areas of marriage that are at the heart of a healthy, lasting, thriving marriage. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of content out there, a lot of people talking about diversity of things, a diversity of things in the world of marriage. And, uh, you know, some of it's noise, some of it's helpful. But these are the things that are kind of like the, I see them like the crown jewels. So you need to protect them and preserve them. But they're also like a rose bed. So I know if you're a gardener, you probably spend a lot of time taking care of all your gardens. But the rose bed gets special attention. Hmm. So these are profound issues, but they are very practical because if you take care of them, you'll be able to sort the rest out. Now, Proverbs 4 and 23 says, keep your heart with all vigilance. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Keep your heart with all vigilance. I'm having troubles with that today. Yeah. For from it flow the springs of life. And so this is the core. These are heart matters or issues of the heart that we want to be vigilant about. That sounds pretty good. I'm looking forward to this. All right. So today specifically, Verlinda, we're looking at commitment and the consequences of marital commitment being broken. Okay. And then we want to look at the end at how you can increase the level of commitment you bring to your marriage. There's going to be some actionable content. Good. So what is marital commitment? Well, I don't know what you think of, but I think of words like loyalty and faithfulness, dedication, uh, maybe even kind of like focus mm-hmm. and uh, integrity is another good word. Mm-hmm. But in the research, you see a variety of definitions, everything from something that's a little vague, like having, quote, a long-term orientation toward the relationship, yep. which came from a study of college students in long-term relationships. All the way to another one that was uh, from Johnson, who was cited by Bird, who identified that there was three parts to marriage commitment. One is personal, in the sense of wanting to stay married. Another is moral, in that you feel morally obligated to stay married. And the final was structural, in that you feel constrained to stay married. Hmm. So, like Just like stick-to-itness. Uh, that's probably a better definition, because these are too technical for me. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just too smart. Just in case there's some listeners, and because of your circumstances or history or even experience of your parents' marriage, you're cynical about commitment. Maybe you think it's overrated. Well, a study from 2002 did a nationwide phone survey of adults who were married, engaged, and cohabiting. And they were looking at the relationship between communication, conflict, and commitment in these couples. And what they found is that couples with higher levels of commitment felt less trapped and were more satisfied with their relationships. Mm. So... There's a little bit of a paradox there, Verlinda, which is that higher commitment actually creates more freedom. Okay. Which, you know, to the cynic, that doesn't seem like what you would expect. Right. You would think that that person would be sort of more trapped or enslaved or... They know they can't get out. Yeah. 
but it creates more freedom and it creates more satisfaction. And I think that needs highlighted and underlined and put in bold because we all have these comments and jokes in our society around kind of the ball and chain of marriage or the famous line. I can't remember who said it, but marriage is a great institution. I'm just not ready to be institutionalized yet. Mm-hmm. And and yet this is not the reality. The experience of highly committed couples is one of greater satisfaction and even a greater sense of freedom because they have that secure base in their marriage. Right. I don't have to like spend all my effort trying to keep you Yeah. as such. Yeah. There's not sort of anxiety and stuff directed towards the marriage and maintaining. Yeah. So hmm. the question I want to ask is how committed are you right now to your spouse? And even if you want to hit the pause on, on the episode for a moment here to really think about this, because it's an important question. How committed are you right now to your spouse? And to help with this, we've created a bonus PDF worksheet. We'd like to email it to you to help you assess the level of your commitment. And then it has a couple questions for you to work through as well to help you build that up. And you can get this by opening your browser to oyf.link slash 82 and looking for the button there or by texting the word podcast to 9292 spouse. Uh, if you do that, message and data rates may apply. Somebody asked me what that meant the other day. It just means that if you have to pay for your text messages, you have to pay for your text messages. Oh. <laughs> but I have to say that legally. So oh, okay. there you go. So to get that worksheet, all you need to do is text the word podcast to 9292 spouse, or you can find this bonus in our show notes on our website at oif.link slash 82. So go get that right now by shooting us a text or pulling up our website on your phone or computer. All now, right. Now... I thought we should talk about the consequences of abandonment because we've talked about commitment and how it helps a little bit. Yeah. And this is kind of the dark side, right? Which is abandonment, what we want to avoid. Okay. So it's kind of the opposite. Yeah. And I'm hoping to kind of generate a little bit of motivation here to really think seriously about commitment, right? Okay. So the opposite of commitment I take to be abandonment and abandonment often looks like divorce or infidelity. It's just I'm breaking the marriage off or there's infidelity going on. Okay. And I want to look at how then divorce affects spouses and children, and then we'll look at the infidelity piece as well. So divorce in particular is especially devastating. You know, I have a textbook on my shelf uh, written for marriage therapists or marriage therapists in training. It states emphatically that we just need to get over divorce being a big deal, and we need to just accept it. It's just another normal transition in our culture. But I think oh. that's total garbage yeah. because the reality is, and the research follows us up and what I've seen, and I think what people experience is that divorce is devastating. Yeah. And so I have a study that drew together research from various articles to show what has been found with regards to the effect of divorce. And they made these four points. One, divorced individuals are unhappier. They have more psychological distress and they have poorer self-concepts. So they think more poorly about themselves. Yeah. Divorced individuals have more problems with their health and a greater mortality risk. So it's even affecting them physically. And divorce can lead to greater levels of depression and alcohol use. There's a correlation there as well. And then children of divorced families, they struggle in school. They have more conduct issues. They struggle in social situations and they have lower self-concepts. So that's a big deal. It is. Now, we don't want to stigmatize anyone who's listening today who's been in this or is in this, right? Yeah. And it's not meant as a criticism because maybe you didn't choose to be in that situation. Yeah. Even, right? Yeah. So. But you can't say it has no impact. That's all I'm trying to state. Yeah. You know, kids are strong. I hear people say that sometimes. Kids are resilient. People get over stuff. Everybody has to go through that. No. So divorce is hard. Yeah. It's very harsh. But there's also a generational impact from abandonment that comes as well and from low marital commitment. So there's another study I was looking at from 2001 
And it found that marital instability is transmitted across generations because children see the weak commitment of their parents, which becomes the norm to them. That's their standard. Yeah. So when they consider their own marriages, this is their kind of native paradigm. And in their study, they found that children who had divorced parents had double the likelihood of their own marriage ending in divorce. Wow. And in looking at this, the reason given for the elevated risk of divorce was because they hold a comparatively weak commitment. There's our word. They hold a comparatively weak commitment to the norm of lifelong marriage. Hmm. So they have weak commitment. Right. That's serious stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So let's look at how infidelity affects commitment. I said I'd mention that. And I think the obvious point from the research on this one is that infidelity is a leading cause for divorce. So everything that I just said about divorce applies here as well. Oh, okay. Yep. But in another study, the researchers found that when they were looking at studies about this topic, only a small portion of couples who go through infidelity are able to improve their relationship afterwards. It's really hard to recover your marriage after an affair. That's okay. what that's saying. Okay. Yeah. And the consequences of infidelity are a loss of trust, decreased personal and sexual confidence, a fear of abandonment, and in the offended person, the innocent party, quote unquote, a surge of justification to leave the offending spouse. I can see that. Right. Like you just want to hurt them. Yeah. Hurt them back, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Now, I love to help couples who want to rebuild after infidelity. In fact, you know, if it's possible, I think it's the best thing you can do if you're both willing to do the hard work and you're both committed to recreating commitment mm-hmm. is to, to go do that. But the reality is that if you're unfaithful to your spouse and you commit adultery, you've committed adultery and you've, you've broken the marriage bond. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And God intends for marriage to be sexually sacred. Two people, one flesh, not three people. And infidelity, what it does is it sparks that fear of abandonment Because once you cross that line, you've broken the marriage bond. So obviously, if you're interested in deepening the level of commitment in your marriage, then it's vital that you hold the marriage bond to be sacred, both in terms of not accepting no-fault divorce as a possibility or a solution to marital distress, and in terms of being committed to faithfulness in marriage. So I'm just kind of looping this back to a conclusion here to say, yeah, like you're going to need commitment if you don't want this sort of abandonment experience to be part of your history. Okay. 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 All good? Yeah, I think so. So I think we have established that we need commitment. Yeah. Or that it's vital. Yeah. How do we increase this? Okay. Like, what if we don't have it? Okay. I'm glad you asked. I don't know. If you kind of stop and think about commitment, like right now, Verlinda, mm-hmm. it's almost a little bit abstract, isn't it? Like, you can't buy it at the grocery store or order it off Amazon. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how yeah. do you create commitment, right? So I wanted to give folks a few things to work on right now. And as I go through here, and we'll put this in the show notes as well on our website, we'll point you to some past resources we've created so that if this is a real need for you, you have lots to work on. And, and I also, think all of us could work on this though. Like, yeah, there's some couples maybe that don't have a high level of commitment. Yeah. I know even in our marriage, like you can be sort of quote unquote happy and it's healthy or whatever, but yeah, you just kind of get busy with life and you forget to demonstrate it. Yeah. And you just kind of take the other one for granted and you go on through yeah. your daily. Yeah. 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 So it's not like, okay, if you're bad, you need to do this. It's probably good for all of us to take crack at it. Yeah. Maybe we should Especially download, you. We what? should, maybe you should download our media. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. I was going to say, if you're listening today and you're not sure where to start on this or because it's become quite big in your marriage though. Um, you don't have to do this alone as a couple. If you've had a breach or a breakdown in that sense of commitment or security, reach out to me through my website. 
If you are new to our show, I am a registered clinical counselor. I have a Master of Arts in Marriage and Family Therapy, and I'm trained specifically in one of the most effective types of couples therapy called Emotionally Focused Couples Therapy, and I would love to be able to help you. So do feel free to reach out. Yeah, I would say like, don't wait until you've had that breach or that breakdown. Like if you're feeling like it's not 100%. Yeah, reach out and get the help before you get there because that's just so much pain you could avoid. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here's five things to consider. Oh, this is in the increasing commitment, right? Yes. Okay. And these are more stops and don'ts, but I'm hoping to give you some positives as well. Okay. Number one, stop all alternative monitoring. Is that like stalking your husband? No, alternative monitoring means thinking about a relationship with someone other than your spouse. Oh, looking at the alternatives. Yes, monitoring possible alternatives. Uh, Okay, yep. So results of the study that I'm drawing this from showed that individuals in committed relationships spend less time thinking about possible alternative partners because alternative monitoring leads to increased resentment inside the relationship, which corrodes a sense of commitment. So Hmm. you're, you're watching the other things and you're like, well, you know, she does herself up a lot nicer and my wife is like, always looking like she just walked out of a windstorm or, or she's thinking like, you know, he writes her little love notes and my husband hasn't written me a love note since we got married. Mm, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's almost resentment. a comparison thing though. It, yeah. Huh. It builds resentment, right? And it's kind of like you're opening doors in your head that you could, that could lead you to a room that you don't probably, if you stop thinking about it, you don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. Your what ifs aren't going to help your what is. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, good oh Yeah. So rather than monitoring alternatives, stop doing that and instead work on building up what you have. Mm -hmm. So what are you giving? Mm -hmm. What are you bringing? I think when people look at alternatives, they only see the good. They idealize it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You know, they don't compare all the rotten things about that alternative compared to their spouse. And they don't see what's really happening back inside the home either. Yeah. 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 It's it's a lie. Now, the second one's kind of similar. Don't consider the attractiveness of alternative relationships. And this maybe unpacks a little bit more of the idealization. So the researchers concluded that the results suggest that couples should battle unrealistic idealizations of alternative scenarios. It's kind of like the previous item, but it's taking it up a notch because you're acknowledging or realizing that you've been fantasizing or idealizing about these alternatives. Hmm. So even if you believe that you're committed to your relationship, it's dangerous to get lost in thoughts of how a different situation or a different spouse would be better. Mm-hmm. Right. And so in your head, you kind of get into two relationships, one where you're married and you're seeing the things you're not happy with. And the other where you're dating, this is kind of the alternative. You're, that's a, more like a dating relationship. And you're only seeing what you want to see, which is typical of dating relationships. Right. Okay. So you might not actually be going out and dating this person, no, but no. in your head, you've created yeah. this. Okay. It's almost like a dating relationship because it's just an idealized experience. Right. Yeah. But there's no way you can sustain that dichotomy with it decreasing the commitment in your marriage between this idealized external thing and the reality of what's in front of you. Like you mm. can't sustain that without eroding your commitment. Yeah. So those are things that we need to stop. Yeah. Now, another point is not to assume that women are more committed than men. So the, this is important. The underlying belief that women are more committed than men is not grounded in research. Hmm. And results show that men and women are equally committed to marriage. However, men and women often show commitment in different ways. For example, men often show their commitment through making sacrifices in their marriage. And women who are concerned about their husband's commitment then should be looking for sacrifices that might be evidence of that husband's commitment. Okay. So, but I think this is kind of a warning in particular to men not to take their wife for granted. 
by assuming that your wife is more committed, like she's always going to be there. Okay. That's where I'm going. Okay. I'm getting it now. And where I'm going with that is your wife needs you. She needs your affection. Mm -hmm. She needs your interest, your commitment. And if you're all work, 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 or whatever your situation, and your wife ends up having an affair and you get all mad because it's her fault, well, she made a wrong choice, but you contributed to an environment that made that wrong choice attractive. Right. So this is kind of not taking your wife for granted. Yeah. I mean, as we've said, though, in other episodes, Caleb, like it's still wrong. Yes. And so you can't say, oh, it was justified because he was treating me like this. Yes. It's still wrong. And she needs to not be alternative monitoring and all those other things too. Absolutely. So it does go both ways. Absolutely. But you know that you and I, when we have conversations about this kind of offline. Yeah. We're like, we both had the same reaction. Okay, that was wrong. But I mean, can you really blame her? And the answer is yes, you can blame her. Yeah. But you know what we're saying, right? But it took two to build that situation. Yeah. So don't take your wife for granted by assuming she's more committed because she's female. Okay. Now, advice to women, consider the negative interactions you bring to the marriage and how you can decrease them. So this is gender specific. Hmm. Results of, of this study show that men's divorce potential was strongly linked to negative interactions in the marriage. Really? Yeah. Like what's a negative interaction? Like nagging at him yeah. or? Belittling. Okay. okay. Shaming, criticizing. Okay. Yep. So you might want to check out our episode 74, The Three Best Ways to Ruin Your Husband's Day. By the way, that title is sarcastic. We're actually not trying to get you to do that. <laughs> and number 27, if you really loved me, you would dot, dot, dot. And both of those episodes were really cautioning wives about negative interactions. Okay. Okay. Now, advice to men, consider the lack of positive interactions. So it's the absence of positive that's more of a big deal than for the woman to not see. Experience, yeah. Experience, yeah. Okay. So if you fail to bring these positive interactions to the marriage, think about how you can increase them. For men, it's not so much negative interactions as much as, as, much as the lack of positives. So... The results of the same study showed that women's divorce potential was strongly linked to a lack of positive interactions in the marriage. So she's not worried so much about the negative interactions. No, not the if she has them. if she has positive to counter. It's more important for her to see the positives. It's okay. more important for him not to see the negatives. Oh man, like you'd think that would be the same, but I can see that they are. It's kind of different. A little different. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So what are you saying to affirm, upbuild, encourage? appreciate, admire your wife. And to that end, check out episode 31, three ways to make your marriage happier. And I think it was episode four, which is five reasons why you need to tell your wife you appreciate her. Hmm. That might help you out with that. Yeah. So once again, I want to mention the bonus worksheet. It's a PDF that we'd like to email you to help you bring greater commitment into your marriage. That worksheet has a short self-assessment to figure out where you're at. It's just for this episode. And then it has some discussion points based on the research in this episode to help you talk to your spouse about what you need from them and what you're going to give to them in order to bolster commitment. So you can get this by opening your browser to the website oyf.link slash 82 or by texting the word podcast to 9292 spouse. Again, message and data rates may apply. All you need to do is text the word podcast to 9292 spouse. Or you can find this bonus on our website at oyf.link slash 82. But I just want to, I want to end with, with this. Okay. So commitment is a choice. It's made in the heart. You got to start there. Like it's. You have to make that choice You got to decide. Yeah. Decision. That's a good word. Yes. 
I've seen couples come for therapy and they come saying they want to work on the marriage, but as a therapist, you find yourself spinning your tires after a number of weeks. And what's going on? One of them is not being completely honest. They've already checked out of the marriage. So the therapy is just kind of a, see, I tried that. It didn't work. So there, I'm done now. Okay. But the reality is that they are already done and just using kind of a failed therapy program as a cover for the fact that they'd already chosen to leave. Then why bother come? To validate their position that it wasn't going to work. Oh, okay. Okay. So you got to start with your heart on this commitment issue. And that's why I hope the worksheet will be useful. And another couple, I remember they came in all concerned and upset and distressed about how their marriage was going because they were having some hard days. And I asked them, what's the glue that keeps you guys together? And they both started weeping and they said, we just love each other. And they had this incredibly soft, loving moment together. And they were just kind of Mm -hmm. in a crazy situation. They were having trouble figuring out how to make it all work, but they were committed. Right. So did that one work? Yeah, they, uh, those ones are terrible because they only come for like three or four sessions. <laughs> but that's good. It is. It's awesome. Yeah. I love those kind. So that's why I put commitment as one of the elements that we're considering in this Heart of Marriage series. Because if it's not there, then you're missing a very, very fundamental piece of the foundation of a happy marriage. You cannot not have commitment. But if you realize you don't have it or don't have enough of it right now and you want your marriage because you know the consequences of it breaking down, the good news is that you can make that choice today. You can make the choice, I'm going to be committed. I'm all in for this marriage. I am not going to entertain alternatives any longer. And now I'm going to start shifting my behaviors to align with this decision that I am committed. Wow. I mean, those were really good points, but that was a lot of uh, psychobabble. Where? Your whole last thing. Oh. Where do you want me to start over from, darling? Well, no, just like... Okay, you have to make the decision and mm-hmm. then you have to act on it. Yes, that's exactly what I was trying to say. Okay. Maybe we should let you do the punchlines from now on. Yeah, no. <laughs> Very good. I appreciate your correction there. Thanks for that lack of negative interactions. <laughs> so be committed every day, no matter what. All right, people. All right. We'll talk about this more offline. <laughs> We want to shout out a huge thank you to those of us who left us positive reviews on iTunes this week. I need to read it because it's from a girl. I need to hear it because it's positive. Go ahead. Oh, (laughs) says amazing advice. My husband and I have been through a lot and recently realized we were doing marriage all wrong. He found this podcast and it has been a huge help. We both look forward to the episodes and we love how amusing these two are. The content is absolutely great and has helped put love back into our marriage. Thank you so much, Caleb and Verlinda. From ACDC Girl TNT. Cool. So that's exciting. That is awesome. Like that is why we do this. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Next week, we're going to talk about another core piece, which is friendship versus loneliness. So building friendship into your marriage. Huh. Pretty good, hey? Yeah. Because nobody likes to be lonely. No. Especially in marriage. Oh, that's just like. It's like sad. It almost makes you cry thinking about it. It's even suckier than being lonely by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oyf.link slash 82. Remember, we're here to help build thriving, passionate marriages. So if this was helpful to you, we'd love it if you could help us spread the word, share this with others who would also be blessed by it. If you see somebody, know somebody, you have a sister, brother, cousin, friend, their marriage is struggling or they just want a little bit to kind of build things up. Or even tell them about it when their marriage is good. And then it doesn't feel like you're slapping them while they're down. Let them know about our podcast. Yeah. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. 
Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at onlyyouforever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. I think I'm just going to sit here and listen today. Why? I don't know. Okay. I'm not feeling very chatty. You're not feeling very chatty? Yeah. Are you mad at me? No. Okay. <sighs> I'm just female. I'm allowed to have these moments. Yep. Every 28 days. Oh. <laughs>